Welcome to Maker Skills, exploring your internal toolkit with PJ, Tanda, and Tom. Welcome back, everyone, to episode 94. I just rang the bell. Welcome, for no everybody. Whoa. <laughs> what? Everybody's here? Everybody's yeah. here. Welcome, everyone. Oh, I better. I better put pants on. Episode you know nine. Guests gonna feel. All of a sudden, I heard the crickets. Uh, brazing. Brazing is our skill topic for this week, as was suggested by uh, our guest last week, Eric from Hand Tool Rescue. And um, Tom, what what skill class is brazing? Uh, it's a eight forty one. That makes sense. That's what time it is. Uh, uh, n- never mind. All right. Uh, you know what? I, I I have the least experience with brazing, so I think I'm gonna go first on the history and what? fun facts. You don't know that yet. You do. How do you know that? You know that now, Tom, because I'm saying it. Okay. So I did. I went and I did superstitions for brazing. Okay. <laughs> and I gotta be honest. I was surprised that I found a website that had brazing superstitions. So I found the top ten superstitions in Brazil which I didn't even know it was a country. That's amazing. So it says here, in Brazil, an upside-down flip-flop means the death of a close person. Uh, It means your mom is going to die. Well, according to this, it says uh, it was started by mothers who wanted their children to put their flip-flops down correctly because there was a lot of dirt floors and they didn't want the tops of the flip-flops to get dirty. That's What are you reading? I just told Brazilian you. Brazilian superstitions? Yeah. Did you, did, how did you spell brazing? The way it's supposed to be spelled, with a Z. <laughs> but, but I don't understand. B-R-A-Z-I-L? No, I-N-G. Brazing. And, you know, and this is, that's where you get to Brazil. I don't understand what the problem is here, Tom. Anyway, moving on, number so two here. Uh, knocking on wood dispels bad omens, which we all know. In the past, people believed that gods lived in the trees. And so knocking on the trees was a call for help at the same time. And thus, uh, if you knocked on a tree, you summoned the gods to help drive away bad luck. Which I think makes a lot more sense than the superstition in the rest of the world. Where it's just because it's wood. Um, Next we have a superstition that dates back to colonial times when milk was a rare commodity and only the rich could afford it. And they would tell, uh, slave masters told slaves that milk and mango together could lead to death. And so they should never drink it. It's very unhealthy. Uh, In Brazil, August, the eighth month is considered the month of bad luck, uh, especially in rural areas. And this superstition is so common that pretty much anything could go wrong, that could go wrong, is avoided, such as travel, weddings, and business deals. And a possible explanation is because it goes back to the seafaring nation of Portugal when ships would set sail in the European summer, in in other words, August, and many times they would not return. So it was considered bad luck. Um... In Brazil, don't point your finger at the stars because superstition says you'll get warts on your fingers. I mean, that's that's valid. In Brazil, always leave the house the same door in which you entered uh, because it's bad luck if you leave through another door. If your left hand is itchy... What if you knock... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah? What if you knock on the door as you're leaping through the door? Uh, would it cancel out? That would cancel out if you were in America, where knock on wood means any wood, but in Brazil, you have to knock on a tree. So if your door is a tree, then it would work, but most trees aren't doors. What about branches and twigs? Uh, there's no comment on that. It says tree only. Oof. So it's it, brutal. Is that living or dead? Could be either. Maybe you're trying to get one of those dead gods to help you, right? They got a lot of, you know, they got the... I don't know the, if that means that God is dead. I just feel like he just got a got the shaft on tree selection. Well, I mean, they've got the, what is it, the Day of the Dead down, down there, you know, where they have the big celebration. There's got to be a bunch of dead gods that yeah. come up for that, right? Oh, oh, wait a minute. Are we still not talking about brazing? 
I'm, I've been talking about brazing for ten minutes. What do you What do you mean, Tom? This is very Come brazing. I'm almost at the end of the list here. All right, so uh, your hand is more. itchy. You will receive money unexpectedly. Yeah, we've heard that before. And um, if you wear white on New Year's Eve, you'll have good luck. Yeah, we've heard that. And uh, okay, when you're eating, don't drop your cutlery. Brazilians believe if a knife falls on the ground, a fight will take place. You can avoid the fight by making a cross with the same knife on the floor, which I find interesting because how do you make a cross with the same knife? You'd need two knives. If the fork falls on the floor, a uh, male company is coming. If a spoon falls on the ground, a female visitor is coming. I need, that seems suspect. And the last thing here is uh, the most famous in Brazil. Do not leave your handbag on the floor because you will lose money. And if you go to Brazil on vacation, you'll notice that all Brazilians hang their bag on the back of the chair, put it on their lap, or put it on the table. And, um, and those are all the brazing superstitions that I found. So um, what about you, Tom? What'd you find? Uh, that's exactly what I found. But you, you read them all. Ah, oh, man. That's a... No, I um well at first I, at first I I um watched a, a movie about four times on this um where they were brazing saddles and I didn't learn anything because I I don't think you can braze leather. Um, it burns, but it was well, it depends on very the saddle, funny, but yeah, very funny documentary though. Um, and then uh, I I I went to Google it because I I've never done brazing. I have the least ex the least experience here on brazing by far. <laughs> um, I googled it and I read one little thing and I was like oh I know everything there is about brazing because the only difference between soldering and brazing is the temperature at which each process takes place soldering takes place at a temperature below 840 degrees or 450 celsius for our European and other, way, other place listeners and brazing occurs at a temperature above 840 degrees. I can confirm that there's a lot more than just temperature. Nope. It says the only difference between soldering and brazing is the temperature. Well, obviously that's wrong, Tom. Nope. It's on the internet on a website called uti.edu, Universal Technical Institute. They're teaching this stuff. I think they know what they're talking about. Oh, because schools never teach the wrong thing, right, Tom? Yeah, all right. Anyway. No, never. Uh -huh. Moving on. Tanda, yeah. what, what kind of research did you do? Oh, I didn't I didn't do a lot of research. I just uh, uh, came across a quick tip that was uh, if you often confuse brazing and, and Brazilian, um, be careful because you might leave what you thought was the welding store with a strange walk and, and, and a little bit of a weird, itchy feel a couple weeks later mm, that's that's good advice that's that's a little too smart for some of our listeners tanda mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and and some of the people that are actually on the show right now you've just entered the dealer's corner where bargains are currency prepare yourself continuing to buck the system tom has a deal and i don't what'd you get tom yeah, I was cruising uh, Facebook and I found this listing for. <laughs> can't even. I wish you could all enjoy PJ's way. reaction right now. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So PJ, I do you search the entire country for deals, I, or just people that you know will go get them? Like me, like do you search for Juan's deals in Texas? He's in Texas. Now, right? I have found him deals. I I don't I don't understand how Facebook Marketplace is doing this. But it, I look for tools, and it'll, it'll give me tools like from California. I don't understand. I don't, yeah. I don't know why I'm getting them. That's stupid. So. Yeah, because they think everything can be shipped. But anyways, you sent me a deal, and most of the time, most of the deals you send me, I will click on it and click my auto response to the seller, which is, I'll take it. When can I get it? Like, you can change your auto response. And most of the time, I don't hear back. And I actually, most of the time, never respond to you that I even did that. I just like, because you got to be quick, right? So if you're finding it and I'm like already second to seeing it, I'm already too late. So I just got to, I hit it quick and I 
I'll tell the guy I'm not interested if it wasn't a good deal in the first place. But anyways, you sent me a listing. Oh, no, you didn't. You sent me a Facebook post in the old woodworking machinery group. It was a group, O-W-W-M. yeah. It was a group. Yeah. And you tagged me, but then you, you, you sent me a text to make sure I got it. <clears throat> of a, I think it's a, I didn't look it up. It's a 60s, 14-inch Delta Rockwell bandsaw. Classic Delta bandsaw that everybody's seen and everybody has. But this one has the metal cutting gearbox, which mm. works. And those are super rare. I sold, I had one of these before. And if you guys remember the Thai guys that were buying up all this old Americana stuff, I sold it to them. I sold them three bandsaws. And I can't remember if I sold it for like 700 or 900 But either way, that was a good deal for me. And uh, so this one, I went and got it. It was about an hour and a half from my house, which is usually like a no-go for me. Like I just don't drive that far. But mainly because I try and build in, I try and pay myself $50 an hour to get a deal. Like that's my margin. Otherwise I just won't go. And I feel like there's enough deals where I can do that, that I just say no to other deals. So this, this one already is going to cost me 150 bucks round trip. If I, if I factor that in, but it was only 250 bucks. Like that's a good deal on a non-metal cutting bandsaw. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. So it's, it's in okay shape. It does not have the original motor, which is not a deal breaker. I haven't even looked at the motor, but I did see it run, and it runs pretty smooth. Um, but, it, you know, the table's completely rusted. It's got to be cleaned up. But I think all the bits and pieces are there. As far as I could tell, the tires need to be replaced, like definitely need to be replaced. And that's like 80 bucks for good ones, like those nice neoprene ones. Mm -hmm. Um I might do the bearings, because this one I want to keep. I think I want to keep this one for the metal shop. And I still do want another 14-inch Delta for the wood shop to partner with my 18-inch jet bandsaw. Because the jet bandsaw is just, it's a little ridiculous, honestly. But that was my deal. You want any other details? Nice guy. He was, uh, this was different because it wasn't just a random guy on Facebook Marketplace. It was a random guy in our Facebook group. And his shop was spotless. Like, like actually spotless. And he had a chop saw in that place. And the thing, it was all completely spotless. Unbelievable. And I actually asked him, now he restores a lot of old tools. He had a beautiful, um, a beautiful Atlas drill press that was restored. He had a beautiful 14-inch Delta that was completely restored. And a couple other things. He had a really big uh, Delta drill press, like really big, that was not restored yet, but it was a project on his list. Um, and he had, I don't know if it was a Unisaw, but it looked a lot like a Unisaw. I just didn't ask the detail. It looked a little bit different. Um... But really nice guy. He's in he's in the manufacturing world. They do a lot of stamp press stuff, and I think he just I think he does sales for them. Um, and uh, you know they have machine shop there and all kinds of CNC access and stuff like that too. So he makes a lot of cool stuff. But um, I mean that was kind of it. And then I gave him his money and got the heck out of there. And I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to end up doing with this. I don't really want to do a full restoration because it's such a practical, useful tool that, as is, that I don't usually feel the urge to restore a tool that already works. What say you? Well, the only thing I got to say is uh, I noticed when you were, like, going through it, the uh, transmission for yours is different than mine. I've got, yes. <clears throat> I've got an older one. I think mine is 50s. I can't recall exactly, but I want to say 50s, early 50s. And mine yeah. has a lever that you have to turn. Yep. Yours has a look a pull out, almost like a clutch knob or something. Yeah. So inside is like a toothed, uh, like a like a like a rook, like the top of a rook mm -hmm. yeah. in a chess set. Yeah. Um, it's like a keyed gear. I don't know what that's really called, and that slots in. And from what I understand, they're they don't function any better when they're engaged, but they engage easier and disengage easier. Or, or engage easier. Like yours, you might have to like spin the wheel at, to find the tooth. Yeah. 
Whereas this one will basically go um, with less effort. Yeah. Not that, uh, but again, once it's engaged, who cares? Nobody, you leave this on, you never touch it again. So it's not a deal breaker either way. If you can find one, get one. Um, actually, Glenn Lickers, um, Taigu, you guys know him? You know Glenn. You've right? mentioned him, but I don't, I don't know him though. Oh, he's just a guy in the community, but uh, he has one. He, he just uses it for wood, but he, he showed me his, and he has an older um, 40s, 50s ones with the lever. But uh, I think he said the gearbox is broken or something's wrong with it. But he doesn't care because he's never going to use it for metal, which is a shame. But I don't know. I'm glad to have it. I'm glad you sent the deal. Appreciate it. Sure thing. Glad you got it too. That that is a, a really good deal. Two fifty is oh. a yeah. I, I have one more deal, and it's a deal everyone can take advantage of. Three uh, D printing. Dave sent this out in a in a reel maybe a week ago, two weeks ago, but is a three D printer on Amazon for hundred and thirty four dollars. It's tiny. Uh, it's called the Entina E N T I N A Mini three D printer. It's called the Tina 2, and I got it, and it works, and it's pretty cool. So if you don't know anything about 3D printing, but you think $134 is not a lot of money and you can kind of waste it on this, uh, in the sense that if you just get it and you're like, oh, this is stupid, I don't want it, and you wasted $134, you should buy this printer, because I don't think you will think it's stupid. I think you'll think it's pretty cool. What's the size um, of the bed? What kind of, what are the dimensions? Like a hundred, like a hundred cubed. Okay. Like a hundred millimeters oh, yeah, cubed. Yeah, yeah. It's, so it's tiny. It's adorable. But it, I'm telling you, I took it out of the box. I hit, I put in the um, SD card that came with it. I hit print. It printed flawlessly. I hit print on something else. It printed flawlessly. Um, I mean, in some ways, it was, it's easier to keep impressed. something that's, uh, you know, 10 centimeters on a side more rigid. I mean, because it's only, yeah, it, it's only 10 centimeters across. Right. Yeah. But no joke, I'm going to use this to print products. Like, there's no reason it can't run overnight and print battery holders, you know? Right. Yeah, and you could, and so, if you made a farm, a print farm of them, it would be very dense. I mean, you could have just like a whole bunch be, of them just kind of hanging out on the shelf. I kind of want to buy 10 be, of them. Which would be or kind 12. of cute. Yeah. Three by three? Nine. I'll buy nine of them. I have a quick put them, 3D, put them in a matrix, 3D like a printer question. Board. For you guys, because I have a, my printer's down right now, and I think it's because uh, the nozzle got clogged. So my question to you guys is: I have extra nozzles, and I went to put one in, and it's the wrong thread. But it's a Creality Ooh. nozzle. Like I bought it for it's for this machine, but it, it's the wrong thread. So I've got like I bought I ordered two from two different places. It's on order. It's on its way here. Two more sets of nozzles. But I don't understand why would they, if it's for the model, why would I have a different thread hot tip? Uh, I have the perfect answer and, and just the solution, but unfortunately we're out of time on this segment, so we're just going to have to move on. Yeah, dealer's corner. Were those deals hot enough for you? You got a sizzling deal that's burning a hole in your pocket? Send it in, maybe we'll read it on air. All right, it's time for personal history. Tom, what's your personal history with brazing? Yeah. Well, none, but if you count low-temp brazing, lots. Do we count low-temp brazing? N- no. Oh, hard pass. All right. All right. Tanda? With, lo- with low-temp brazing being soldering? Yeah. 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 Um, not, that doesn't count. Not, not much of a personal history with brazing. I mean, I've done, I've done brazing. Um, the, uh, growing, growing up, one of our neighbors, uh, showed me how to braise things. And I just thought it was like really cool that it was, you know, as most people know, it's super strong and you wouldn't think that if you just kind of like, don't even melt the base metals, you just kind of glue them together with brazing rod, that it wouldn't be as strong, but in fact, it's incredibly strong. And he was making... I think we, I think my dad took a, um, like we were making a, like a door handle or like a, you know, control lever for something. And he had this piece of steel and he brazed a, um, just kind of scuffed up and brazed a bearing to the end of it to make a top for this handle. And it was just like, how can that even hold together? 
Um, and, uh, and so that was kind of the first thing. And then uh, water witching. I mean, what? that's I'm that, sorry? that was that was something that I you know I saw as a kid. You know, braising rods. You you bend them, and then you hold them in your hands and you use them to find water. And so that's that's a fun oh, fact. That's called if dousing. you believe in that sort that's, of thing. That's dousing, thought, not what are those, uh, water wishing. What? what <laughs> I thought that was a old Salem Mass thing. I, it is. What I, I, I gotta th- be. What are those? What are those rods called? Dousing rods. Dowsing rods. Is that what they're called? Yeah. yeah. But you're called oh, water, water witching. Right. I, I, I did. I've never um, but heard it I've, that. I've braised a little bit. Most recently, um, I was making some, I think I posted it on Instagram. I was making some stainless steel carriers that look like little disc holders, you know, multitudes of little slots for holding things. Um, and when I was prototyping that, I TIG welded some and I brazed some. And I, I thought the brazing was good, but then I took them to my customer and they were using them in this high temp oven. And they said, oh no, I, who knows what this metal is gonna do as far as contaminants that it might evolve in the oven and got me all paranoid about it. So then I went <laughs> back to, to just TIG welding them. Uh, and then I happily, after I made the first like three or four prototypes, gave them off to a company that just does welding. So, not not a lot of history with brazing. You, PJ? I have a lot of things to braze because I buy broken stuff. And mm. I, I don't have a brazing torch per se. But I did go, uh, last year, I went with uh, Old Timey Tools to the Carlisle, uh, it's like a car show slash flea market. And I picked up a, like a miniature torch kit there, which mm-hmm. had like a, a little oxygen bottle, but then it had a bottle of map gas that you can get like at like any like Lowe's or Home Depot or something, and it had a cord and everything. It had a different tip. It had two tips, and I'm like, I you know, the guy gave it to me for a, a deal. He wanted like eighty, and I think I got it for like sixty-five. And I'm like, cool, this will work. You know, I probably I asked him like, can I braise with this? He's like, oh yeah, yeah, that'll braise. And I tried to. <laughs> so the 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 thing is. Tom, the reason it's not the same thing as soldering is you have to preheat your metals when you're going to braze, which you don't have to do with soldering. There's no preheating. Well, you just won't get yeah, as good a solder joint. That's how you solder. No, no, that's not how. You just heat it up at the point where you're soldering and it melts. Right. The metals where the solder is going to go. You heat up the metals. Yeah. You can't do that with brazing is what I'm saying. It doesn't work. I will die on this hell <laughs> well you want you want your metals in either case to be what melts your rod right right the or point being solder. uh <laughs> i i tried to do it and um it didn't work and that was with me preheating the metals and uh, almost setting myself on fire because uh the flame decided to come out of the handle instead of just the tip that was super fun by the way and uh that's what she said um, yeah, I could not, I don't think that the torch, it was either the wrong tip or something. It never quite got hot enough for the brazing rod. Like it just kept balling hmm. up. It would never actually like fill in. And I, I tried it you, until did, I ran out of gas. Did you use a fluxed brazing rod? Yeah, with a little white, the, the mm-hmm. white coating on it. It's the standard like burns brazing rod. You get it at, at Lowe's, you know. So it just, it wouldn't work. It would, so I, I don't, it, I don't know enough. Nobody's taught me how to do it. And I think I had a bad torch setup. I think I needed a bigger torch with a better tip. The tip that I was using was one of those ones that's, uh, it's got like a whole bunch of holes around it to make like a big flame, mm-hmm. like, like a water, almost like a watering can, you know? Um, what color was the flame? I don't remember. I don't remember. Mm. It's a. Uh, that 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 memory has left me. Anyway, yeah. that's it. That's that's my sum total brazing experience, um, which was completely failed. So yeah, might have another go at it. It could just be, could be the rods, or you could get some additional just flux in a, in a can, like the. the is it white, is it the same as flux. as uh, plumbing flux? Is, is all flux the um, same? I don't know. Um, plumbing 
flux kind of has an acid in it, I think, which may not be good. You may not want to use plumbing flux, but I don't know. Listeners can go off and do your own research, but I think that that's true. So you may not want to use it for brazing. Well, that's that's actually good advice for anything we have ever said on this podcast. We don't say that enough. So yeah, yeah, I was going to say it doesn't need to be said, but maybe it does need to be said before we say anything. Maybe more often than we do say it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it goes without saying that we should say that more often. What they're trying yeah. to say is don't listen to anything we say. That's no, they can but, listen, but yet listen to everything. Don't apply. We say. Just, don't yeah. apply anything we say. Okay, that's that sounds better, but they get what I meant, Tom. Yeah. Well, sucky darn, I think it's time for one of them old-timey commercial energy loops and stuff. <laughs> Hello, this is Buford. I'm down here at Johnson's. Let me tell you something. I've been told that people are having trouble breathing stuff. Do your kids want to learn how to braze? Or are you an adult that's terrible, got no terrible brazen skills? We got just the thing for you. Introducing Johnson's Easy Braze Oven. That's right. We've taken all the hard parts out. Just stick the part in the oven. Turn it on. The braising will be done in five minutes. That's right. Easy braise oven is the best thing since sliced braises. Now I gotta warn you, may cause cake. Keep away from children. May contain peanuts and asbestos. It's located in our toy aisle. For only forty-eight thirty-seven. you can find us at patreon.com forward slash makerskills. What the heck, Nabbit? I need to get me one of them. Anyone know what street Patreon is on? I need to go. All right, it's time for crossbreeding. Tom, what skill goes well with brazing? Ooh, soldering. That that's how does soldering? If you can solder, if you can solder, you can braze. That's not true, and it doesn't go together, Tom. Oh, the, everyone else but PJ. If you can solder, you can braze. I can solder, Tom, and I couldn't braise. So, no, it doesn't go together. And, and soldering and brazing know, don't go together. I, that's why I gave the caveat that everybody but you that applies to. It's that you need. Never mind. I'm, I'm giving up. Tanda, what skill goes well with brazing? I, I'm going to say repairing things. Repair? It's, a, it's yeah. a good skill if you're wanting to put cast metals back together or dissimilar metals together, which can be the case if you're repairing old things. That's true. I, I will accept that answer. Um, I'm going to go with fabrication. Because, you know, when you're fabricating stuff, sometimes you need to brace things together. Yeah. Tom looks like he's completely confused. You know, well, I'm not confused. Well, you, Tom I guess just I fabricated the whole concept of if you can solder, you can brace. That's true. Right. That's true. Yeah, different kind of fabricating. I always associate brazing with repair. Not fabrication, but I guess why wouldn't it work in both cases? I've just blown Tom's three brain cells, Tanda. I don't think we're going to get well, much out of them. If you have yeah. dissimilar metals or you don't want a weld buildup, I mean, that's another thing that brazing is good for because you really, it just kind of flows into the joint like solder. And so you don't mm -hmm. get as much weld buildup. So Interesting. if you don't want to add, add a big thick weld bead, <clears throat> that can be a good reason to braze. I want to try TIG brazing. I mean, I have everything to do it. I've just never, I mean, I have brazing rod. And when I braze, I usually use yeah. my torch. Um, That's so I want, to, I want to try TIG brazing. Is, but what's, what, isn't that TIG welding? Like, I don't understand. No, you, you, heat, you heat the joint with your TIG torch. With? But you don't make, melt the base metal. You just use it for the heat source. And then you add brazing rod instead of adding base metal filler rod. Using a different metal, Tom. You're not I mean, brazing. Yeah, you're you, not. You're you not use, brazing. Use a brazing rod as your filler rod. Yeah. And just use your Damn. TIG torch to heat, heat the metal. I gotta buy a TIG welder. <clears throat> I have to. I I I don't know why I haven't yeah, bought a TIG welder. You, you, should, you should just like quit the show right now and go go get a TIG welder. Didn't we have this conversation already? Tom was gonna buy yeah, one for like did. two thousand dollars or something. Yeah, I could have swore. Yeah, with, uh, with, uh, with uh, what guest? Oh, Pillage Then Burn. Yeah. Logan. Logan. 
Yeah. Yeah. Logan even told you what to buy. I thought you yeah. bought one on the show. I thought it was like supposed to be there already. No, I do that a lot though. Yeah, I don't I, think Tom makes almost that every show I buy something that big a buy just mid show. Oh, not that big, right? <laughs> I got to watch at least one YouTube video. Oh, well, two. But it, I can watch one YouTube video during the show, but not two. That yeah, one's his limit. He's he's learned his lesson. That's that's well. Since start. he started playing chess so much, he can only watch one show because he's playing like eighteen games of chess during the show as well. Yes. During the show, right. Yes, yes, that's right. That's right. That's why he calls gears rook-shaped gears. <laughs> that's exactly why. He's got chess head. Oh, I'm sick and tired of this bullpocket. All right, this is going to come as a surprise to a lot of people, but Tom has angst over something involving sockets and wrenches. He's got metric versus standard issues. What's the problem, Tom? All right. Well, I got to talk about wrenches first. I want to buy a complete set of wrenches, and let me define a complete set of wrenches. I would like to purchase wrenches between the sizes, I don't know, what's under a quarter inch? Like three-eighths? Is three-eighths bigger? Yeah, three-eighths is bigger. Three, what's under three a quarter inch? Uh, One-eighth one would, be, would be smaller. Three-sixteenths. Yeah, three-sixteenths. Something like three-sixteenths, give or take a sixteenth, okay? All the way up to, I would say, Well, they have four-sixteenths wrenches. That's those true. Are, those are easy to come by. Do you? Yeah. Why don't they just leave them all sixteenths? Just saying. Anyways. Five-sixteenths, six-sixteenths, seven-sixteenths. Stupid numerator and common denominators. Um so I would, I want to buy that between that and like an inch and a quarter, I would even settle for like one inch. Um, and, and I, I basically can't now let me, it doesn't exist. Like you can't buy that at the big box store. I did buy something at the big box store and it's 11 pieces and it's missing some of the 16th inch increments. Like, and I feel like it's random and maybe it's by popularity but my problem is I, I, I take things apart that are 100 years old. And these new wrench companies don't know anything about that. That's my feeling. So, so Tom, so, I, I feel like this next question is going to answer so many other questions. Yeah. Uh, what, brand, mm -hmm. what brand of wrench did you buy? No, that's not fair. No, it is. That's what brand fair. of wrench did you no, buy, why? Tom? No, why is that relevant? Because you why bought that garbage. Relevant? That's why you bought garbage. That's why it's not full. Because you didn't pay a good amount of money. You bought the cheapest thing you could find. It's not true. I tried <laughs> to buy something more expensive. I just didn't want to buy something stupid expensive. And now, Lowe's and Home Depot don't have anything that's stupid expensive. That just doesn't exist there. Exactly. But stupid expensive is like... I know, but I'm not spending 300 bucks Maybe. on what I just asked for. I, I'm not. Do, right. That's ridiculous. Well, it may just be because of, um, you're taking apart older, unusually sized things, where where mm -hmm. that's not as common. Because I think if you go up in in nut sizes, then like like a three eighths nut is a nine sixteenths wrench, I believe, and a seven sixteenths like is the next common nut size up. Um, it's a quarter inch, and so it's um, eleven sixteenths, and so but there's not a thirteen right. sixteenths because there's not a nut between seven sixteenths and a half. No, that right, it would, then, that it would fit the, on, on the old unless stuff. it's some unusual old thing. Right. So you kind of jump nut. from eleven sixteenths to three quarter because right. thirteen sixteenths doesn't fit a common, commonly used nut today in an imperial yeah. set. You're a commonly used... Never mind. Um, <laughs> just sounded like a good insult. Yeah. So my other problem is that I also wanted to get those really cool ratcheting wrenches with the little ratchet mm -hmm. in, the, in, the, in the circle end. Yep. And there's kind of two different types. There's, there's the type that does not have a reversible switch mm -hmm. uh, because you just flip the wrench over, but those are straight. They do not have an angled circular end like your common wrench does right 
Does that make sense to you? Yep. Yeah. Both of you? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, good. Which means it made sense to most of the listeners. Um, Some of them even have a little I clicky think... box in, or an open end, rather, that yeah. like clicks back and forth. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah the the seen, fancy you know. ones. Yeah. They're, that n- I they're newer. Seen. That's, that's Wait, out well, of your price I range, Tom. I, well, I... <laughs> I would, I would, I wanted the ones with the, 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 the switch on them, like your ratchet, like your ratchet wrench has, um, because those are bent because you don't have to flip them over because they're bent. Um, because I find myself using a wrench to hold a nut while I turn a bolt on the other end of something. Like the wrench isn't usually the thing that's turning, mm-hmm. usually, and I usually have you know, it's usually against a flat surface. So the, the wrenches I bought are flat, which means I would have to put this completely flat against the surface and hold it awkwardly. Whereas that little bend Offset. in them. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a deal breaker. I think I'm going to return these. Um, but I'm not done griping about stuff. You could cut the you know, ends the off and, and grind a little bevel and then weld them back on if you had a TIG welder. No, because they're not reversible. There's no, there's no switch on well, you, his you, stand. There's no well, paddle. Well, one side one way and one the other. I, that's not how physics works. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> no, Tom. the only way to use the, the, the ratchet only goes one way, so you have to flip the wrench around, and if it's bent, you can't use it the other way. It doesn't have another cases. end? It's well, just a crescent wrench. Oh, no, it's just a regular crescent on the other end. Oh, okay. I, didn't, I couldn't see the Sorry, other end. Sorry, got it. No, now you're making sense to me. I mean, you were making sense to you the whole time, but Tom, just yeah, so... just just return those and go buy a set of Blackhawk wrenches, and your problems will be solved. Are they on Amazon? You said. I don't know if they're on Amazon, but they were at my discount store, and they are pricey, but they do have the sizes that you're looking for. They have complete sets. I, yeah, I just want all the sixteenths. Well, if you, I, I would mean, even if you own a Blackhawk, like if... you can afford the wrenches. Yeah. Well, that's true. Yeah. Uh, I think they come with wrenches, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I wouldn't mind buying an incomplete set if I could go online and buy the missing parts. I would even pay that, but that's not possible either. Um, here's the other thing. I'm redoing my tool wall, and for whatever reason, this is the first time I'm noticing this, this detail, but there are more metric sockets than there are imperial sockets oh and i just realized why i mean i know why but i just realized what's a 16th of an inch to millimeter it's bigger right a 16th is bigger than a millimeter yeah Mm 1.57 oh snap so there are one point there are 50 percent more metric sizes than imperial sizes which means when you put them on a tool wall next to each other it takes 50% more room for the metric sizes, and that's annoying, and it bothers me very much. You know why that is, Tom, don't you? Uh, there's a lot of answers to that. What's yours? That's oh, marketing, so, so they could sell more products. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's so they have those sizes in between that annoy you. Yeah, so not only, <laughs> not only are there... Are there 50% more sizes, but the the euro is 50% more than the U.S. dollar. So these things oh, no, are costing no, twice even. as much. Oh, now. yeah. Man, no one saw that coming except me. I, yeah. You know what I don't know? Tana, maybe you know this. PJ definitely doesn't know. Uh, <laughs> so, like, a, a quarter-inch bolt has a 716th head on it. Does metric hardware follow metric sizes? Uh, I believe so, yeah. Because you don't have, like, weird-sized... Um, I mean, like, you have a number number six um, or a nut that fits on a number six uh, or six millimeter. It's not, yep. like, 7.3 millimeter or something weird. Right. So I think if, that yeah, if you've got an M6 nut, you have an M6 socket, and it'll fit right on it. That's the whole point. It's very simple. No, no, it would be bigger than an M6 nut. No, the M6 nut is the width of the the thread, not the width of the the head. Oh, I see what bigger. you're saying. I see what you're yeah. saying. Yeah. No. All right. But but why 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 is Husky the brand I bought? 
why are they saying that I don't need all of the 16th based on what hardware is available today? And yet for, for metric, I need every single millimeter increment, including half increments mm. at the lower end. I don't, I don't, no, I don't think that's true. Cause like a three millimeter, um, three millimeter nut to four millimeter nut goes like a 5.5 diameter to seven. So I think the metric skips some of them too. Hmm. The metric sets that like I a five, have. five millimeter to six millimeter nut goes from eight to ten. <clears throat> so I, you probably don't get a nine millimeter in a small set of metric. You don't. Did you yeah. just look that up? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was the case because six millimeter is like ubiquitous. I know that they skip at the higher end um, of metric. Like it goes from 17 to 19. There's no 18 millimeter in uh, the sets that I have. 19 to 21. Yeah. So for some reason they do and, skip. And no, I, and I don't know. No, and there's no 16. And there's yeah. no 9. Yeah. Well, I, I say as I they get know. bigger, it doesn't make sense because you don't get that much incremental strength. But, you know, like between a one inch bolt and a and a and a 1.1 inch bolt yeah you, there's not much percentage wise there's not much gain in strength so why would you manufacture something that doesn't give you another like order of magnitude or step up in strength whereas when they're yeah. really small small change is a much bigger percent of the diameter if that makes sense so in other words, it would be like the difference between going between like one inch and one and a quarter inch. One and a quarter is a big enough step for them to manufacture it. Right. But going from an eighth inch um, to, you know, three eighths or something without, you know, adding a quarter to a really small, not having something between a quarter and a half. Yeah. Doesn't make as much sense. So it's doubling the diameter instead of just adding a quarter of the diameter. I just want them all. I just want them all. Tom wants all the things that, that don't exist. He wants nuts and bolts that have never been made. You know why? Because when there's paint on the nut, I just want all the sizes because something will fit it. Well, You, you know, should come up with an adjustable wrench. Yeah. Well, two of them. One adjustable for imperial and one for, and one for metric. You know, if you take those down to Johnson's, they can convert it from metric to standard for you. Oh, I remember oh, that. I remember true. that ad. They yeah. do have that's that uh, yeah. that service. They'll switch it from left-handed to right-handed also, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chucky does that. He's good at it, too. I've seen him do it. I, I think that we've solved your problem, Tom. Basically, uh, the solution is stop Ooh. being a crybaby. No. Don't tell it's my party, and I'll cry if I want to. <laughs> That's true, you will. Alright, it is time. It's time to do the dirty deed. It's time for short and sweet. Tom, do you have anything you want to say to wrap up the show? Yes. <clears throat> uh, AJ Huff's Kickstarter launched last week, and it has been six days and I am stalling as I click the clicks to tell you that it has reached $10,930. Can I get a bell? 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 There it is. Woohoo! Uh, 188 backers. This is his most successful uh, Kickstarter, I believe. Oh, I might be wrong. Uh, to date. But this is awesome because he well, is trying to go full too. time. Yeah, no, 23 days to go. I mean, the, I would say in the first, like, 72 hours, you could potentially double that number. So first three days, double it to 30 days. Uh, rough estimate. Um, but I'm super excited for him because he has been working hard to go full-time. He has gone part-time at his day job uh, recently, like a month ago, and he is trying to... to to turn design the everything into a full-time gig um and that's a serious thing for a guy like him because he's he is from what i believe i understand he is the sole breadwinner for the family he's got two little girls and a wife and like 
you can't make those decisions lightly. So this is a big deal for him. So if you want a beautiful looking carabiner, it's an everyday carry item, please go support AJ Huff. Go to kickstarter.com and type in not for climbing and it'll be the only thing that pops up. That's all I got. All right. Good good good, uh, good thing to mention, Tom. People need to see it. It's comes in a beautiful array of colors. Yeah, if you like uh, I bought colors. all of them. I bought I bought the rainbow kit, the rainbow pack. Tom's riding high on that frog pod money. Tanda, do you got anything that you want to <laughs> add uh, for a short and sweet? That was that was a good shout out. Um, and that's the cool thing about titanium is you can anodize it to whatever color you want just by adjusting the, yeah. the voltage, which is a cool, I think cool aspect. Is he seracoding? But uh, um, I'd like to give a shout out to uh, to Quinn at Blondie Hacks just just oh. because she popped into my mind because I think in a recent video she says said because six millimeter holds the world together or quarter quarter twenty really? and six millimeter holds the world together, which is. Mm somewhat true it's a good sweet spot that's true that's true do you chat with her do you have uh, an open line of communication yeah yeah i've i've tried a couple times but she's kind of getting a little big where she probably doesn't see them all um or she's been moving really well and doesn't like me no Uh, no no uh not not this is not a negative i'm just i would love to talk with her regularly like you know you know how you have people that you talk to like mm-hmm. once a week, once a month, something like that. Um, but she's just, she's brilliant. Like I love everything she does and I just want to know more and ask questions and maybe have them answered occasionally. And uh, I think I'm even on her Patreon, but I hate the platform. If, if you're on her Patreon, like actual... if you're on her Patreon, then, um, you know, she's pretty active in responding to things on, on, Patreon, you, Patreon and, and does lens videos early and stuff. Yeah. So, so I know she just moved. It, did she, do you know where, what coast she is on? I know yeah. she's in Canada. She's a, yeah, she's on the West Coast. Oh, okay. So a free mill wouldn't, wouldn't be a good... It'd be, it'd be a long okay. haul, even from... Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I was like, I would, I would straight up give her a Bridgeport if she wanted one. Like, I would... But yeah, it's not worth. It's maybe not worth maybe it. we have to tag team haul it across the country. <laughs> yeah, that, that yeah, was our joke. The rest of the, 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 the license plate. The I make the I make license plate club. Yeah, was that if we if the we Facebook got a good group. deal on a mill or some big heavy piece of equipment, each person would just take it across their state to the next yeah. person. Yeah, was a good idea. Yeah, except for the idea of unloading and loading a mill every state. <laughs> I guess you could just tie onto the trailer. You just have a, a trailer that goes with it, and you just change. You just share you just it. Unhitch the trailer <laughs> and hitch it to the next person's. Right. Oh, that's awesome. PJ. I, I, I'm trying to go through my Rolodex here. Of what I what I should say. <clears throat> um, I, I don't know. I've been having um, I've been having a problem with my bicycle wheel, and the short version is. It's a tubeless tire, tubeless tubeless rim set. It's expensive, and uh, I talked to the company, and they gave me the suggestion. They're like, it's, it's leaking air. It's leaking air from the spoke nipples, which shouldn't be possible because those are isolated. I'm sorry, what are the, we talking about? A bicycle spoke wheel. Spoke nipples. Okay. Yeah. Spoke nipples. Yeah. It's the thing that they tighten the spokes with. Tom. Not to be confused with bespoke nipples. Yes, those are different. Completely different. I don't think there is such a thing as bespoke nipples. But anyway, I'm, what I'm trying to say is I put air in and it would leak out of the nipples. Okay, It's not supposed to do that. And they told me try changing the stem because maybe the, the air is leaking from the stem. And I'm like, all right, that's possible. So I take the old stem out. And what do you think I found, Tom? Uh, if you say nipples one more time, I'm going to just hang up. <laughs> No, I did not find any nipples on the inside of the tire of the wheel. I found underneath rabbit. I found a hole in the aluminum. There's a hole from nope. the inner chamber going to the outer chamber where the spoke nipples are, which is why it was leaking air. And it was there's no reason for there to be a hole there, and there was no hole in the tire, so I have no idea how the hole got there. So 
Oh, I know um, how you could fix it. Do tell. Brazing. You can braze. Can, you can braze aluminum. Oh snap! Yeah. I'll find you a good podcast episode to listen to about brazing and teach you I, all about it. I'd appreciate that, Tom. Um, but what I did was was since I can't braze is I put a gasket material in there, thinking that, you know, like that liquid gasket thing would, would mm-hmm. seal it all up, and uh, that doesn't work. That that gasket sealer oh, doesn't... pressure. Yeah. It, well, it didn't even, like, it didn't... I gave it 24 hours, and it was still, like, soft. Like, it didn't even cure. And I'm like, all right, that's not going to work. So then I got hmm. out a big caulking gun full of silicon, and I just... And just put silicon all around there. I'm <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Get the silicon in all the cracks. And uh, it's been raining ever since, so I haven't been able to find out if it's holding <laughs> pressure or not. But but I felt like, you know, I should say something because I couldn't think of anything else to say. So, so there's that. Um, anyway, I, I want to take our uh, this moment to thank our top Patreon supporters, our very own Tanda and Creator Nader. Uh, we are looking for more patrons if you know someone out there that should be a patron and they're not, please contact them and uh, and let them know that they're they're missed. We would, we would like to talk to Fro- them. Yeah. Frog Pod keychains for anybody that signs up this month. What month are we in? Yeah, that works for me. And and the old ones, but I'll send them later in the month. And you guys have to remind me that I made that promise. That'll be great. That's Thanks. that's right. You so you you can get tiny toad pods uh, from Tom, the the tiny toad keychains. Yeah. So. That's an even bigger incentive. Spread the word, everybody. Get it out there. Let people know. The world must find out. Thank you for listening to this episode of Maker Skills. If you should need more skill information, you can find us on Instagram at maker.skills. You can also email us at makerskillspodcast at gmail.com. You can find me at PJ Galati, son of the junk hunter on Instagram and YouTube. You can find Tanda at Tanda Madison on Instagram, and you can find Tom at Infinite Craftsman on Instagram. We welcome any comments. Please leave us five-star reviews on Apple so that we can make more skill madness come your way. See you next time.